Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Behind the Register of season two. Today, we have Fredericksburg Cupcakes with us. It's Anand Amini is here. I hope I said that correctly. Um, tell me where you are at now. Are you in Fredericksburg or you're in your office, it looks like? I'm sitting in my office uh, <laughs> home. So uh, home is Alexandria. Virginia. Okay. You have a location there, correct? That's where the original cupcake. Yes, Ale Alexandria Cupcake is the is the is the flagship, and that actually uh, that was the whole concept of starting. Uh, it's been here for twelve years, and uh, awesome. yeah, and we are and pretty much uh, the funny thing is everybody knows us by Alexandria Cupcake. Um, believe it or not, we actually went with the name Fredericksburg Cupcake because I was at City Hall uh, trying to get some information. And I spoke with a couple of locals at City Hall and said, no, there's a lot of animosity against Alexandria. And so was, that's north up there. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, okay, so what would you like for me to call this bakery? And they said, well, you should call it Fredericksburg Cupcake. <laughs> and I, I actually went with it. I uh, decided, hey, why not? But, but uh, I mean, it, I don't regret it. But, uh, I, you know, I am set, launching the franchise. So basically it will be Alexandria Cupcake pretty much because if you Google, that's that's pretty much where everything comes in. But uh, Alexander, I mean, Fredericksburg Cupcake, Alexander Cupcake, same thing. So, How did you decide you wanted to be in Fredericksburg for the second location? It's your second location, correct? It is. It's our second location. Uh, it's funny. It's actually, I have a, I have a partner, an uh, investor partner in, uh, in the Fredericksburg location. Okay. And he is funny. He's a pretty well-known guy. A uh, good friend, and uh, he was pushing me actually for quite some time, saying, "Hey, we should look into Fredericksburg. We should look into Fredericksburg." And this was a few years back, and uh, I went in and you know looked at it. We both talked about it. I just didn't think we were there yet. And then uh, I think it was 2016. At the end of it, we came in, we looked at Fredericksburg, and I said, uh, "I think it's right for the picking. This is the good time." And it reminded me of. Uh, uh, just a miniature version of Old Town Alexandria. And, but I think what I was looking to do is I was looking to see a more of a variety. I wanted to see some diversity in the types of businesses that were there. And before that, before 2016, I didn't see that. I saw a million antique shops. That's yeah. all I saw. Uh, and some restaurants, some lasted, some didn't. I didn't see the uniqueness until 2016. I, see, I saw a lot of potential in it. And what the more I inquired into it, uh, both my partner and I, as we more, more inquired more into it, uh, we were greeted with the warmest of welcomes and, you know, just the, the like they wanted, Fredericksburg wanted us there. So it's kind of become my little home, actually. I, I love it. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So people are so nice. I built some great friendships, you know, you as well. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's just, it's a nice, tight, uh, I think it's a tight knit community. Uh, whether it's business or residence, it's it, it's all of the above. So, but I will tell you, it took us a lot longer to gain traction. Uh, but when it did, boy, it really gained traction. So, I see your post now. Now it's always like sold out, done. You know, and like I know. I came with my daughter and it was like, you got cupcake, you got chocolate, you got chocolate with sprinkles. And like, that was it. But we came at the end of the day, it's our fault, you know? Um, but I love to see that and I love to hear that. And um, it's great. But so it's funny because like when I looked, when I, I go to different like, you know, main streets, but it's funny how you say like your gut instincts and you get a read of the street, right? You yeah. get to see, hey, there's these mix of businesses and like, mm, this isn't, isn't gelling yet. And finally, there was something that clicked in you that you said, you know, it's, it's at this point that it's good for us to come in, you know, which is really cool. I think that's cool to see. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. And, you know, it's, it's, I think the biggest thing was the click was, when I saw the, the, the diverse businesses and the uniqueness of the boutique locations, and I believe you were one of my first clients when you, you ordered from us. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I thank you for that. I think you had like a big uh, spa day. And, uh, and I said, I said, give me that. I said, I'm going to take this down personally. I want to go meet this guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, so I did. That's the thing. I want to support local. And it was like, where, and we got these cute custom cupcakes from you with That's our right. logo with it. And it was to celebrate our, we opened our nail salon back then. That's um, right. And so yeah. I was like, we need something. And I'm like, oh, cupcakes, you know? Uh, so speaking of how did you get into cupcakes as a business? Was it something, or were you, was that 
the time period where Cupcakes was big and you're like, here's a business model. Um, how did you fall into it? So I actually got into it uh, probably before Cupcakes got big, I would say. We got into uh, Cupcakes before Cupcakes made it really big. And what ended up happening, I was actually, um, all my life, uh, I've always wanted a food business. I grew up in a household where my mom is an incredible chef. And, uh, you know, she'd still tell you she's never, she's never learned how to cook all in her life, uh, uh, but it comes naturally to her. So she is just an absolutely amazing cook. And, you know, there's nothing like mom's dishes always, uh, especially good old, you know, home ethnic food. It's just amazing. So I've been, you know, I've been dabbling in cooking and stuff like that. When I was a teenager, I actually wrote a, a fusion cookbook before in California, wow. before, before anybody even knew what fusion was. I didn't even know what fusion was. <laughs> so, uh, but basically we had, we did that. And uh, uh, so I, my whole goal always was to open up a restaurant without the hassles of a restaurant. Wow. How do you do that? You know, because I've got too many friends in the restaurant business that said, don't, don't, don't do it. Right. But I, you know, I dabble in other things too. So at the time that I was actually, um, the concept emerged for a cupcake bakery. I was actually, I had a studio in Georgetown. I was working there and, you know, I kept talking and we were in the middle of my wife and I were in the middle of trying to figure out what we would do. So we decided we should do desserts. Great. You know, we came up with that concept to try to figure out how we're going to do the dessert. So anybody can have a bakery. What sets us apart? What's so unique about us? You know, for me, it's about specializing. If you specialize in something, make yourself excel beyond belief. Just dominate it. I mean, don't you, you know, right. people do talk really about good. Do it really good. And people talk about competition. I honestly, I don't look at the way I look at it. Competition is just an excuse. Just dominate it. You know, instead of worrying about competition, different things, there should never be competition. Just dominate that market. And we sat down and we said, I don't know how it got to that point. We started talking about handheld desserts. So somebody can, you can go in and out and say, yeah, let's reduce the issue uh, of people sitting down so you don't have to have servers, you know, reduce the overhead, reduce sure. the, the, the restaurant headaches. So we came up with handheld desserts. And well, it could be hand pies, different stuff, but we decided with cupcakes. And the minute we did that, I will say just a couple of days later, one of my colleagues said, hey, there's a little cupcake shop that opened up right down the road. It's got a line out the door. I said, you got to be kidding me. And no one knew that we were looking and doing cupcakes. So I uh, went around a block and a half from my studio, went there and there's Georgetown Cupcake. And I basically went, stood in line, tried it out. And then I started talking to the two uh, two ladies that owned it, owned it and just kept talking to them uh, over and over about it. And I said, look, I want to be upfront with you. I want to give you full disclosure. Uh, uh, I am going to open one up, but uh, trust me, I'm not going to open one up in your backyard. I'm going to Alexandria across the river. That's where I want to be. Um, and uh, so they actually gave me some advice here and there, but that's awesome. and we took, we bit the bullet, we opened it up. And I mean, Alexandria took off from day one i i don't think we've had a bad let me rephrase that barring covid <laughs> <laughs> barring covid i don't think we ever had a month that was in the red um and uh it's i it's you know it's been a godsend we can't you know and my whole thing is i don't want to get stagnant so i said let's just keep doing so licensing franchising all of that um all of that was coming to a full fountain when COVID hit. So I all of a sudden went right back down. So now it's starting to emerge back up again, starting to bubble up. People, I think, have decided you can open up a business now. It's not a problem. So how many years did you have Alexandra Cupcakes before you thought, let's do uh, Fredericksburg Cupcakes? How many years? So uh, Fredericksburg was open seven years after Alexandria. Okay. Was. So uh, I'll be admitted, I got comfortable. I, I should have done it a lot sooner. I, I just got very comfortable with what Alexandria did. Uh, it did well. Uh, it still does well. We just have to, um, you know, I got lazy a little bit, but. Um, you can uh, enjoy a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's not in my nature. I just want to plow through things. I just want to, you know, that's just my more of my, but I'm not complaining. I've had a great ride. So I have a, a feeling you're a serial entrepreneur. 
<laughs> so, you know, there's probably always, there's probably three things in the works coming down and hopefully we can kind of touch on those things. Sure, um, I'll be happy But to. you have the, you have the two locations, but when you start to, will you c combine it into one brand? Are you going to change it back to Alexandra Cupcakes or like if you wanted to do more of a, a franchise model? I think what well, it, all the other franchise or licensee locations, all the franchisees and licensees will be Alexandria Cupcake. I'm very hesitant to rename Fredericksburg Cupcake just because of the loyalty that we have built. And the pride uh, that Fredericksburg people have. Pride of Fredericksburg, <laughs> man. You, I don't want to squash that. So, uh, you know, and not to mention, we're actually going to be moving south in a few months. So uh, not in Fredericksburg, but outside of, uh, that we're actually headed to a little horse farm over there just to... Uh, uh, get out of Northern Virginia. So, uh, you know, you I don't you have a, personally, you, me, per, me personally. Oh, okay. Gotcha, so, gotcha. so, so I'll be probably in Fredericksburg more frequently. Oh, that's and nice. So, so I definitely don't want to squash the pride of Fredericksburg by any means by taking the name away. <laughs> no, but I'm happy with that name. Uh, the clientele has been very loyal. And the thing is the actions we've already put in motion with respect to community involvement and everything else we've been doing, um, it would be a, I don't want to re I don't want to push that reset button. Let it roll. It's doing well. Let it roll. You know? Yeah. So that makes sense. So that's great. So you're, are you going to have like, uh, two places? Like you're just going to travel back and forth personally, like kind of like having a country home. <laughs> um, kind of, uh, but yeah. I, my, my goal, uh, you know, it's funny. It's, uh, you should attend one of my staff meetings. You would, you would really enjoy that. I'll come by. I'll be come part on. of the, the cupcake team. Well, well, what we normally, we always do, we always go out and we always go after, uh, have our meeting over dinner and drinks and we just chat and have a good old time. And, you know, and then, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a serious talk. Sometimes it's not so serious, but it's just a, it's a, a bonding, building, bonding, yeah. bonding. And, and also, you know, that's where I tell people, Hey, straighten up a little bit. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, no, but it's uh, need a reminder. Yeah. But during that time, one of the things I, I uh, to answer your questions, I always tell my staff is this. Do not ask me to come in and do the daily nuts and bolts of the, of the, of the work. Because if I'm actually here doing the work, working, we're not growing. You want, me, you want to grow? Get me out of the store. That's, right. how, that's how we grow. And, and you, uh, you're thinking big picture. You're planning strategies and growth and um, direction. Uh, and, and I get that as, as a business owner, too. You know, you, if you're stuck in the weeds, though, you're not accomplishing the bigger things and there's no one else to do that but you you know oh yeah if you're caught up in the daily ops you're not going to grow because you, you you one you get exhausted or doing some stuff you lose your creativity you lose your creativity you're not involved with a different thing you know you and i going out for a cup of coffee and chatting i guarantee you we would come up with about 10 ideas we could employ three of them in less than an hour and you and i could both make money but if if you're in your shop working all the time I'm in my shop working all the time. Guess what? That coffee's never going to happen. Right. That, so you know, those are the things I talk about, and, and, uh, and it's very important. So answer your question, no, I'm probably not going to be going or traveling back and forth because uh, uh, it's, 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 I'm going to be moving closer to Charlottesville, so it's going to be uh, from Alexander's. It's like an hour and 50 minutes. So, mm -hmm. But I will be coming up two times a week and staying, or two nights a week staying up here and then hitting both locations and going back down. Uh, I'm using this as tranquility time to just expand, just 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 blow up. It's funny because so I have the second location in Culpeper, and I yeah. this is where I am right now in Culpeper, and I do use that time to like listen to podcasts, to get inspired, um, to listen to other founders, entrepreneurs, and just trying to. And so having that one hour drive is actually really nice for me to kind of break out of the day-to-day -day and just to have some time to organize thoughts and, and get inspired. I think that's such a nice thing. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's downtime, it's decompression, you know, however you want to use it, it's your time. So, so let's talk about COVID. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about what happened for you. Like, did you close down fully? How long did you pivot in terms of like, were you selling cupcakes by mail or pickup? Or <laughs> did you just hold off on things? Like what, what, what was your strategy then? We got screwed. Can I say that on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's R-rated. I, I mean, I don't think there's any kids listening oh, to. If it's R-rated, then I'm going to tell you, we got 
<laughs> That's what happened. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I don't have much of a filter. Sorry. But um, but yeah, we got hit. We dropped 92%. From the time that the lockdown was initiated, and it was supposed to be you know two months, I mean, two weeks. Uh, but from the, when the actual in March, I think it was the end of March last year, when the lockdown actually was initiated, we dropped 92% in sales. And when I say it was a ghost town, I mean, it was a ghost town. Yeah. We never, we never shut down. We never shut down. Instead, what we did is said, so look, okay, here's the deal. This is uncharted territory. You got to try something different. You got to see what you can possibly do. So that's where the creativity, the, the grinding of the gears went into effect. Probably a lot more gray hair on my beard now because of it too. So uh, what ended up happening is that we, uh, we actually, I know a lot of restauranteurs uh, hate uh, the tablets or the delivery services like Uber Eats and Grubhub and DoorDash. Right. Yeah, I don't like them either because they destroy your product most of the time. However, let me tell you something. Everybody wanted delivery. So we were promoting in-house delivery, curbside pickup. We also had our dining room open at all time. We had the inside open because we, the way it's been, it's never been a sit down eating area. We have a couple of tables. You right. can come sit down and relax, but it was always a kind of a carry out type grab of and go. grab and go. So we never fell into that, you know, that whole uh, mandate under the, from the health department with respect to locking down or having limited seating, 50% capacity or 25. So that's this actually goes back to my initial plan of simplifying having a food business without having the headaches of a restaurant right. never thought it would help me to this extent because let me put it this way alexandria's tablets were going off the hook and i know alexandria's those delivery services have a larger market up here in the northern virginia dc area right. uh, than uh, further south but i would say i'm not joking about every 10 to 30 seconds notification of an order. Boom, boom. So it saved us. It saved us where, yeah, we lost money. Don't get me wrong for a sure. couple of months, but I think it was month number three after lockdown. So I think it was uh, about June. Uh, oh no, I'm gonna take that back. Easter week, it just started to go up Good. and it continued to go up. But when May and June came, it went nuts. People started, I think people were tired of being locked down and started coming in. And I'm going to tell you something. We reported our strongest quarter of this uh, last quarter of 20, uh, 2020. And people probably needed a special treat. You know, exactly. I, if you had kids, it's like, well, you do this and then let's go get a cupcake, you know, and yeah. it was some bit of normalcy for life. And it was just, you know, you can have the sweet things when you're when you're so pressured for everything else, maybe, you know. It I think you nailed it. It's a, it was a reward for a lot of people. So if, without spending a lot of money and, you know, many years ago, someone did an interview up in Alexandria with me and I, and, it, and uh, you know, people, and I think it was during a recession, a minor recession. And I, I said, people like this, so why do people keep coming in? I said, it's attainable novelty. It's an attainable novelty because you're going to come in and spend three to four bucks. That's it. You're not buying a $90, $100 cake, man. You know, uh, you treat yourself and, 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 and it's you. It's about you and nobody else. Right, um, right. And I think that helped quite a bit. But we also ended up partnering with different restaurants uh, and we, we joined them because they started doing their online menus. And we said, listen, we have cross, you know, uh, we can promote you on a cross campaign. Uh, so let's collaborate. Let's collaborate. Let's write. Let me let me ride your stage. and You ride my stage. It's that simple. Um, you know, the stage is set. you got a great platform. I got a great platform. Let's I'm hurting. Point. You're hurting. Put them yeah. together. Let's cross them. So everybody, everybody was hurting. So it wasn't like yeah. you know, everybody was down at some point. So did you collaborate in both locations? Do you feel like there's more collaboration in Fredericksburg than in Alexandria or like everybody was just like, we need to collaborate at this point? I tried collaborating in, in Fredericksburg and I'm, I would say that the, with respect to the product is concerned, it was more difficult because there were a lot of restaurants in Fredericksburg that were actually shut down. So I think we found you know, that to be a little bit of a concern. Alexandria was a lot easier because I also have my roots up here. So not only with restaurants, with country clubs, with different you know, venues, we just basically started hitting all of them because the country clubs were have, making dinners to go for all their members. Right. Because instead of going to restaurants, they go to the country club and get their dinner or their lunch. But in, in Fredericksburg, I think that what blossomed, probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me, uh, that uh, we, uh, 
I partnered and we, uh, uh, we basically became very good friends uh, with uh, Maria of uh, Juan Mortaco, yes. Anita, uh, yes. Italian station, and Danilo of Orofinos. And uh, the four of us connected, started just doing a lot of the, the elderly meals. It was all Maria's idea. I mean, yeah. God bless her. She just took off with that and asked me if we wanted to do it. You know, and we did it without any expectation. We don't want, let's just, we're doing it because yeah. this is the, we want to do this. And uh, uh, it actually, I think, in, in return, has given us a lot of publicity as well. That wasn't the intent, but it was just a byproduct. Sure. Um, and you yeah. didn't question, you were just like, yeah, let's let's do this. And then, yeah, it's been great. I mean, I've been seeing it and I, I've been loving everything, you know? Oh, thanks, um, yeah. Yeah, it's been super cool. So I would say that that collaboration we have done, so we've, you know, we've done stuff and actually with One More Taco, we were selling, uh, we were giving them cupcakes to sell as part of their menu and they sold a lot of stuff for us. So that collaboration worked out. Uh, it was just a perfect pairing, you know, hey, Here's a, you know, get your meals, uh, one more taco and add a cupcake. Boom. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people love tacos. People love exactly. cupcakes, you know, yeah. so put them together and yeah, yeah, it's so awesome. You guys are neighbors. So that- Yeah, we're right there. It was so much easier. really well. Um, yeah. Tell people who's listening where you're located. Um, give us, give them sure. your address. That would be good too. Yeah, so it's Fredericksburg Cupcake. We're located at the, right at the intersection of George and Caroline uh, in the heart of downtown. So it's 206 George Street. And uh, you can check it out on the web also at uh, fredexpertcupcake.com or uh, Facebook is Fredexpert Cupcake, Instagram's Fredexpert Cupcake, or uh, you can give us a call also 540-993-1754. Now, when you looked at your location, were you like, I could put a bakery in this location? Was it, was it like, yep, this is great. And is it modeled after kind of Alexandria or are your locations kind of different? No, it's it's modeled very much like, like Alexandria is. It's just, but the thing is, every property is going to be different, and it's an historical property, just like the Alexandria location is yeah. an historical property. So is this one. So you know, the inside is a little different, but as far as uh, the concept, the colors, uh, you know, the the branding, it's it, it's all pretty much the same. The product, the way it's laid out, everything is just uh, pretty much the same. Uh, when we looked at that place, we looked at a few places. We were looking at Caroline first only in the seven, eight and 900 blocks. That's it. And then we just, uh, it's actually, it was my partner. He came around the corner and said, Hey, come look at this place. And I walked, looked at it and said, Hmm, what a clear view of Caroline right at the, by the corner. Uh, so we looked at it and, um, one of my other firm businesses that I've been in for years is an interior, it's a design firm. We do design, build, uh, kitchens, baths, office studies, stuff okay. like that. So, I say that because when I looked at this, I'm like, I looked at him, like, hmm, yeah, I can see past just a basic shell. This is a building where Sullivan's Insurance was for decades. Right. Uh, and and uh, everybody knew Sullivan's. And uh, so I, I went in, we scheduled time to go inside and look. I looked at it, it's a very unique, and it's like a three, three-tiered uh, building, a yeah. step down. And, uh, and I said, yeah, I, I can make this work. So for me, the biggest challenge is someone, someone looks at it and says, uh, this this is not even remotely doable. I look at that. As, oh yeah, this is very much doable. So yeah. um, I designed the whole place, uh, set it up, uh, then finally got the architect and uh, said, "Let's do it." Uh, I said, "Hey, employ my concept. Let's get this thing in." And uh, it took us. We had some we had some um, uh, hiccups uh, in the permitting and construction. And uh, <laughs> it's an older building, man. You yeah. know. But it took us nine months to open that location. Wow. Yeah, so we were hemorrhaging for nine months until we actually went and opened that place up. But, uh, you know, we got our landlords are great. Uh, I will, you know, you normally don't hear that that often. But I will tell you, I've become good friends with them. They're really nice people, pillars in the uh, Fredericksburg community. Uh, so I've been lucky, very lucky. I love uh, walking in for people that haven't been there. It is true that you you took a space, but because you were able to see that vision and, and you had your design, it actually looks really great. Like I love when you walk in, there's glass and then you could see all the you know cupcakes and then there's coffee to the right. Um, and it's, it's like beautiful counters and like just small seating because I think you didn't want it, you know, people just, being there all the time or it's not that's not the concept the concept is 
grab it, eat it, or walk around the city, you know, downtown with it, or, or take right. your cupcake to the park. And um, so it, it was kind of cool. I could definitely see that when I come in, uh, now that you're saying like you have that design background. So, and it's like this beautiful, like thick glass and like a beautiful like coffee machine and, um, and the cupcakes, just the way you think when you go into a cupcake shop is like you want them on, you know, cake stands and you want it so, you know, it's entertainment, you know, for the eyes and for your mouth. Um, so I think that's really cool. Uh, thank you, Brian. I appreciate the, the, the compliment. Thank I, you. I like design. So it all, I, that's how it communicates to me. So I know when I walk into a place, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like well thought out and, you know, what, what to expect and everything. It's really cool. Um, and it's cool that you made the space work for you, you know, where a lot of people couldn't probably see past that. Um, tell us a little bit about your cupcakes. Like, is there any innovations or what do you, like, was there twists uh, on a, a cupcake or where do you think cupcakes are going, you know, <laughs> in the cupcake I think, world? I think they're, they're going exactly where they've been going all straightforward. Uh, I don't think they're going back. You know, it's funny. Uh, if, if you look, if you go back, I uh, think of just a few years, people always ask me, I think year number two or three, people kept asking me, say, hey, uh, uh, you know, what, what, uh, uh, you think this is a trend that's going to basically, it's just a, it's a fad that's just going to fizzle out here shortly. I said, no, nah. I said, look, man, cupcakes have been around for a while and, and it's just, they've just become more popular. The ones that have been around for a while never went anywhere. They, they, they did well, but because of the popularity of, of them, as they got, you know, more and more recognized, uh, it, it's become even a more, you know, growing uh, industry. And I mean, it's a pretty big industry, if you ask me. So to, I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, it's really funny. If you read a review uh, from, uh, I think, I, for Alexander, maybe like about nine or 10 years ago, someone wrote a review on Google and said, uh, uh, I saved it uh, just because I laugh about it. It said, say, yeah, cupcakes are great, but come back in two years when this place is up for rent because this ain't going to be around. I'm like, oh, this is a personal challenge, buddy. You know, <laughs> yeah, the... The best revenge, as I, I tell people, is you dominate and you massacre them by success. Or you That's just how stay you around, it. you know, yeah. That's the thing. Like, and, and obviously from COVID and now, people still want cupcakes. You they know? do even more so right now, yeah. So, but so innovation-wise, so we have a little over 30 flavors altogether that we rotate throughout the week. Uh, we have our daily offerings, which is eight different flavors. And then we have our specialty. And the specialty, we... The daily remain every day. The specialty rotates slowly throughout the week with Friday, Saturday, and Sunday being the, with the most flavors. And if you, if you come between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you'll get to taste every flavor during that time frame. Um, so just because in, now, so one of the things we have to look at is, you know, you add too much to the menu, it gets overwhelming. If you don't add enough, people get disappointed. Uh, so we, we very selectively start releasing stuff. We have about three different flavors in the hopper that people have asked us about. One of them is salted caramel. That's, nice. I think, definitely. The other one is a s'mores cupcake that people have asked about. And what we're going to do, we also have seasonal flavors. Like we have blackberries. When blackberries are in season, and I mean fresh blackberries, not, right. awesome. not the stuff that, you know, goes mush in a and day. Or something. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't <I, laughs> Yeah, that's sacrilegious. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we have that. We have pumpkin, sweet potato, uh, you know, uh, and we have different cupcakes uh, that are seasonal cupcakes. Uh, so one of the things we're going to start doing is we're going to start launching this year uh, uh, very selectively. Um, when you add to a menu, it's, it's very popular. You can do it. It's good. But when you take off a menu, you have a tendency to tick off more people because there may be that one person that has brought in 20 people over the last two years. And if you remove a flavor permanently, they were only coming in for that one flavor. Right. Right. And you just lost somebody who's influential, you know, people they, don't like change. <laughs> they don't, they don't. Someone also told me like, if you offer something once you have to do it, like if for a spa, like if we offer water, they are going to expect water every time, you know, it's mm -hmm. part of the experience. So it's like, once you implement something, it's very hard to take away. It's that same concept of what, what people perceive or their expectations are, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. I think what you need to do, is you need to have a VIP client section. So when you clients that are your regulars, the VIPs come in, 
you call over our bakery and say, hey, I got, a v- I got five VIPs this afternoon and we will bring the cupcakes individually boxed with your logos on them for your clients. How about oh, that? I would love to do, I mean, we do a lot of parties, so I would love yeah. to do that. Um, yeah, we can make it, so it's funny and we'll go back to you, but um, when we, at the spa, when COVID hit, we kind of pulled away a lot of things to kind of just, make things safe you know like we mm-hmm. pulled away drinks blankets magazines sure. like and now i'm trying to add in the experience back again and make it special and make it you know uh something worthwhile so i am definitely open to cupcakes because what what you know that's what makes it special and what's different and i love collaborating um so yeah does that i would love to do that um oh, Let's, let's do it. We'll talk afterwards. Yeah, let it out. <laughs> Thanks for watching or listening to our podcast. Love Fredericksburg, support local, and visit our spa at skintouchtherapyspa.com. So now post-COVID, how are things now? Like have things rebounded? Like it's getting warmer. So a lot more people are on the street. Um, you know, have you found that business is kind of coming back uh, for you? Maybe not all the way, but um, how do you feel like customers are kind of coming out of the woodwork again? Business is phenomenal. It's great. It's been great. Um, we have seen incredible growth in the, I would say in the last six months. So from last September on until now, which is almost six months, uh, we have seen incredible growth. Um, from September to December of 2020, we saw historical growth. Like we, like we both location boosted and reported their best quarter ever. I'm like, that's unreal. I did never thought it would happen. But my poor staff from Baker, they are pulling their hair out because, you know, and that's why you're seeing all these sold out, sold out posts coming up because, you know, Tuesday, for example, bam, we were sold out by 5.15, 5.30. And you didn't uh, get, like, you couldn't have guessed that, right? Or something. No, because it's baked in the morning. So the thing is, everything's baked in the morning fresh. And baking is not done throughout the day because depending on the day, you know, in a five o'clock or six o'clock in the morning, they start baking. The problem is once two o'clock, three o'clock rolls out and they're done, the kitchen's closed up. You know, it's a lot of work afterward as well. But once the bakers are gone, it, it's, uh, you know, not everybody knows how to bake. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, uh, that and is an early thing because it's clean up and then you have to have it ready for sale. And yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to be stocked ready to go when you open the doors. So once you bake for the day, barring emergencies, uh, we're pretty much done, you know, baking it for the day. Um, so yeah, we can't predict that. I mean, we're trying, we're trying to up it. I know St. Patrick's Day, uh, I mean, I think we sold out last, last Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all four days we sold out. Wow. And Tuesday we sold out also. We're closed on Mondays. So yesterday we barely made it because of St. Patrick's Day. We we overbaked and overbaked and we barely made it. I think we had like thirty. I think we had like twenty eight or thirty cupcakes left over. So you know. And you, uh, you do custom orders though, right? So people can call yeah. the reserve and things if they wanted. Absolutely, and I would encourage people to call ahead, reserve the cupcakes, what they want for the day, or, or even in a day ahead. And then I mean, we also do a lot. Tons of weddings are coming back into full swing also now. So they may be smaller, and we've actually now we're getting. Uh, uh, we're doing contracts for larger 100 plus guest weddings at this point. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are holding these in the private in the private estates homes, and I think the way they're looking at it, like we're getting married, we really don't care what's in place. So right. it's kind of weird, but you but know, we're not going to say no. The cupcake could be more individual. Like obviously, you can like have a container for cupcakes, but you know, then it's not like we're all sharing a common cake. It's like everybody gets their own cake, so it could feel more safe you know or yeah. less you know um so it could be you know why people go back towards to a cupcake um idea for desserts and for weddings and things oh absolutely I, and i think that's one of the reasons why it's also been so popular is because i was like hey that's you know individual cupcakes so there's some separation and second you can get different flavors you know you can yeah. multiple you can get multiple flavors and you know uh if you had a one wedding cake you could do different flavors or different tier but if you had you know 300 cupcakes at a wedding, you could do six, seven flavors if you wanted to. So right. try out different stuff. Um, but it's been pretty strong, Brian. I think it's coming back. You know, I think it's coming back with this, with the vengeance swinging pretty hard. And I, one of the predictions I made from 
the beginning when the lockdown went into effect, I said to myself, and I, I think I was kind of on track with this. I said, if the businesses that are able to storm this through, meaning just stay open, and I know that it'll be at a loss for a lot of people, uh, but if they're just able to keep their presence, and it goes back to my old uh, speech about you know being successful, being omnipresent, be, be present at all times, everywhere. They when the when when they come out of this COVID fiasco, they're going to excel beyond belief. They're going to be a stronger. I, I would say much stronger because if you think about it, it's it's most not just food, but most businesses in general that were able to storm this weather during COVID lockdown are doing very well. They're they're doing incredibly well right now. And during COVID, did you? Um, you know, use the time to plan to build and plan for growth? Did you implement new things that you're going to keep? Like, you know, now, are you still finding that people are getting delivery, you know, doing Uber Eats? I mean, I'm sure that's still continuing along yes. with getting traffic, right? Um, but were there, you know, were you thinking as an entrepreneur, like, oh, let me invest and build in this so when we do open, then we're ready for the for for more flow or more income. Was there anything like that? Yes, I mean I think you just uh, you just you just hit the nail on the head because what 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 is a let's 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 do a quick comparison to uh, stock market for example. When when you're in general, you always say you know buy low, sell high. Well, when one of the, the things I've had uh, uh, one of the models I've had for years that. In, in tough times and hard times and bad times. When things are, are tough, most people look to do what? Cut expenses. They're all in business. They always say, I need to cut staff, I need to cut hours, I need to cut ingredients, I need to do this. No, man, that's the worst thing you can do. I don't need to do marketing. That's the worst thing you can do for a business because this is what happens. If you don't pump money into marketing and everything else and make less at that point in bad times, you're going to suffer the consequences when it gets better. I'll tell you why. What I did, I pumped in marketing like it was going out of style. I pumped money into my personal money. And what ended up happening is this. At, we were, as others dropped down, our name was always up here. Now, right. as we're coming out of COVID, these guys are pumping the money coming up, but and I'm already here. Yeah. I'm sitting on top of the crest. I'm like, and, and that was my whole point of saying, you know, I don't want to sound like a pompous dude, but but it, it's more about dominate it, own it, and dominate this thing, and that's where it came down to. I just said, I'm I'm just going to dump my money into this. Let's just do it and get it done. And now, every you know, you know, we were on radio stations, the guidebooks, uh, uh, and thank God, you know, I got I got a few friends in the uh, uh, in the media industry, and I, and I begged and pleaded, I said, Hey, you all need an article. Your articles are getting boring. Do one on me. So, <laughs> Well, your story and it's, it, you know, and, and there was a lot of people when that happened, people are interested of like, what's happening with that business, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And what are they doing? And so that's why I think I was like, Hey, I want to do a podcast. Cause I want to know, you know, personally, and everyone's doing different things. I think for me personally, you know, we, we had, um, Culpepper, we were on the second floor and yeah. we were planning to be on the first floor and then COVID hit. So I had to decide if I was going to like invest in it. And I'm glad that I did and use that time to build it out and invest. So when it reopened, I can now take in the, the traffic that we're getting, you know? Um, and so it was a hard decision, but it was, it was, I think, well-placed and kind of what you said is like, you kind of double down and yeah. was like, we need to keep pushing ahead because it is, this is temporary as much as it's, you know, now a year um, it's, it's temporary, you know, and I, I have my sister is an investment lawyer and mm -hmm. she's like, you know, all the deals are still in play because the, they're seeing it as a temporary thing. It could be long lasting in terms of the effects, but it will ride out, you know, and, 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 and the economy was in a very good place before COVID. So, um, so that's really interesting. Good time to put money into business now. 
Yeah, and also when 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 you come out of it, you are ready and able to take you know what what's going to come um, in that too. So, and you talk about a lot of like uh, you know advice that you give people about entrepreneurship and stuff, and you've given a lot of good tidbits on this. So I really like that. Um, is there any? What's your main like kind of advice? I would, and this is what they can do. One of the things that I would tell people is if you want to open up a business, right now is a good time for multitude of reasons number one commercial real estate is suffering yeah. and and you can go in and get your man you can write your ticket pretty much at this point you can walk in there you can write your ticket what you want in what building a lot of a lot of ti's you know the landlord will be willing to give you and just say hey i'll i'll give you a five-year lease you know entice them with with, with longevity and you can get a lot more out of it on the back end but also a lot of businesses that are a lot of people that are maybe afraid uh, to start a business. Look, it, if you're not afraid, you're not doing it right. You need, you need to be afraid. It keeps you on your toes. You got to stay. But the thing is, if you're afraid, it also gives you hunger. It gives you survival instincts. It gives you dominating instincts. You got to keep those in. Do it. I mean, so I tell people just, if you want to do it, do it, on, do it, but do it on a smaller scale. Instead of going, I get in a 5,000 square foot place. Get a thousand square foot place. Do a one year lease with an option to renew right off the bat. Say, listen, I want to tell the landlords I'm new. I want to start it. If I I don't want to fail with a five year lease under my belt, and they'll understand in today's economy if they don't move on. Man, there's a lot of commercial spots opening up everywhere. And the um, landlord should be your partner, right? They want you yes. to succeed. Um, so you want to find a good partner that kind of cares about your business because they don't want to find another tenant. You know, they might not get another tenant. So they yep. want to, they do want to work with you. Um, and that's the ideal thing. Yep. You yeah. want a good, good, good landlord. That's why we're, we've been so lucky to have amazing landlords. Um, you know, they, they want to work, they promote us constantly because they don't want to, you know, nobody wants to lose a paying, good paying tenant. Right. The way I look at it. Did you get any um, like rent relief? Um, yeah. during COVID that's good we did and it, I will say I got to give a shout out it wasn't that we asked for it they approached us and said this month we're going to take x percent off your rent that's and then they they approached us next month we're going to give you x percent I mean I never asked for it but we really appreciate it we'll take it yeah we're grateful yeah where do you get your energy uh your your passion um, what, where, have you always been like this or is it because, you know, you're passionate about business and, um, you know, um, I think that, well, I think I've always been in, I, I, I opened up my first business when I was 13 years old. So I've always, oh. but I was never really successful to me. You know, people look at it and say, Oh, I've owned so many businesses. I have my hands in this. Uh, that is not necessarily success all the time. I mean, I want to be very sincere about that. I'm very humble about this aspect of it because it, it, it's something that, you know, I, I kind of defines me. So I was always on the route to entrepreneurship, but never really an entrepreneur. I was always a, either a business owner or work for somebody, or I was a wantrepreneur as I call it, but never an entrepreneur. I would say in the last 15 years, maybe I really lit a fire under me. Um, I, everybody has a why, why, why you do what you do. Basically my why I will tell you one thing, you know, this is something uh, many years ago, I went through a very, very difficult divorce uh, It involved a three-year custody battle for my, for my son. And everybody knows my son because he's like the face of the company. I'm not, he is. So he's 19 years old. Uh, and uh, so one day I found myself basically uh, scraping my ashtrays just to be able to feed them. I mean, that's how much uh, th this, this litigation cost me so much money, but it was for a good reason. I lost, I lost every asset I had. And that night I sat down, you know, very broken down, uh, uh, very emotional. And I said, uh, I will never go, I will never, never go through this again. I will never experience this again. And I didn't. And then, and, you know, yeah, time, there have been tough times. Don't get me wrong. But it gave me the energy and the wife. Now, uh, I mean, I've been remarried. Uh, I have an amazing wife. And I will tell you, if it weren't for her and my son, constantly just, you know, point, like telling me like, hey, you, you're, you? 
did not only push me, they encouraged me. Yeah, but when they I, when, support when I, you too. They, they support, support your vision. Yeah. yeah, and when and when I look at them, when I look at them, you know, my wife is very, um, very sincere, modest person. She doesn't like cameras. She doesn't like you know. And I'm like, I, I'm a media hound. I give me all the glory. I'm okay because to me, it's not about me personally. It's about me. I'm going to promote my brands. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to promote my brands. I'm going to promote my companies. That's what I want to do. But you got to brand yourself. You know, I mean, if someone says Brian Lamb, I know exactly what you do. That's called branding. Right. You know, somebody tells me who mentions your name. I know what you do because you branded yourself. That's the key thing about it is when you do that. And man, it, it, it takes a while. It takes a lot of trust in the community. So my energy, <laughs> I turned 50 last year. Let me tell you something. My energy is not what it used to be. So gym, trying to eat well, uh, you know, uh, it, just trying to exercise, just trying to get sleep. I can't sleep anymore, man. I don't know what's going on, but uh, uh, it, it's, it's my energy level has dropped considerably. I know that for a fact. So but and that's what- seem like you have a lot of energy. So I'm surprised. I mean, uh, you're very passionate and it, it's coming through. Um, well, Thank you. I think it's the passion that that also helps with, with the energy level. If I didn't like what I do, I mean, if, if I didn't like it and if I was, you know, oh, I got to do this, I got to go to work, I got I to gotta meet with this client. No, I thrive on this stuff. I thrive on the idea of that. When you, when you texted me a few days back, say, hey, you can, you, can we do a Zoom meeting with a podcast? I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to ask me twice because it's a great chance to talk somebody, a uh, fellow business owner and, and, you know, sit down and talk, learn about each other, promote yourself. Uh, I mean, it's, it's ideal. This is what I thrive on. So at the end of the night, let me put it this way. I am tired. There's no question about it. Right. I mean, I mean, the one thing I think about being in the position of uh, owner, founder or things, one is you have to advocate for your business. Your business can't speak for itself. So there right. needs to be someone that does that, you know, uh, whether you're doing it for a podcast or even you're advocating when you're firing an employee, right? Because they're just not a good fit. And the business, I always think of the business as its own entity. It's not personal. It's not me, but you're not fitting in with the business, you know, Correct. Um, there's that, but you know, obviously you're just doing so much, you're tired, but what's fueling it is this vision. You know, you want to see through this vision and it's for, and I love that you shared. Uh, so I appreciate that. It's for your family. There's personal things within it, you know? Um, so it, it, that I think all ties into all these conversations I have with other business owners, you know? And it does tie back with family, time, flexibility, passion, um, yeah. That. So it's really cool. So I, I want to touch base before we wrap up too. You now have moved into another category, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to get a little idea of that. Like, how did it come up? Now you, you're um, getting into soaps too, right? I am. So as I've always been about trying to use natural products as much as I can. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to expose myself or anybody and my family or anybody I know to carcinogens. That's, that's, you know, we, we eat, we eat a certain way. You know, we, we live a certain way. We, we use certain products just because we, you know, you will never see roundup in my house because, you know, and there's just, there's so many products on the market that'll kill you. Right. Um, and so my wife is more of an advocate for that than I am. I'll tell you what, you think I'm crazy about it. She'll leave me in the dust. So <laughs> it's something that's always been close to us. So one of the things that happened is a few years ago, a good friend of mine uh, uh, came to me and said, hey, I'm going to start a soap company. I said, I'll be damned, really? I said, uh, you know, it's funny. I said, because I'm actually, because uh, before that, I went to Indiana a few years ago. I saw a soap company in action. I said, I'm going to do this. And I actually wrote out my business plan, had ready to go. And I don't know what happened. I just didn't follow up. I can't tell you why. But when he told me the fire lit under my, uh, you know, under my chair again, I said, do it here. This is what I can tell you. Just, I said, do it, man. Just do it. Long story short, fast forward to 2020. He calls me toward the end of 2020 says, look, um, you know, I'm, I'm just having a hard time. I just can't, I, this is just not me. I'm not, I'm, I'm this is just not me. I don't want to do this. So would you like to buy my inventory? I said, I don't want to buy it. Now I've been using his products. Don't get me wrong. 
Uh, this is something we had talked about. You know, I knew this guy, I knew his product from day one, but you know, that was his baby. He ran with it. When he came to me and said, do you want to buy the inventory? Because I've been buying straight from him. I want to support my friends. And I said, no, nah, man, I, I don't want to buy you. I said, I don't want to buy your baggage. Take that away. And so he said, uh, but, but I was, I was kind of leading him up and I, and, I, and he said, uh, and I saw the look of disappointment in his face. And I said, man, I'm, I'll never buy your inventory. I want to buy your business. If, but I said, if you are going to sell it, but for months I sat with them and I advised them what to do, how to do certain things. And, and basically I said, you know, you, you, man, you can make this work. You can make this work. And he just decided that this was not something for him. That's all. Um, you got to be able to promote yourself, man, pretty hard and, and, and fast and, and be aggressive. And you got to be Teflon. You can't take things personally. And so I, for months, I tried to, to bring him up back up. I gave him advice, a lot of business advice. He eventually said, thank you for everything, but I'm going to fold at this point. I said, all right, I'm, uh, here's the deal. Let's discuss terms. We came to great mutual agreements uh, on that. And so basically I own Sensual Soap Company. So this is a, uh, this is oatmeal, milk, and honey, all natural. I mean, so everything in, the, in this product is natural or organic. Uh, also do sanitizers. And it's funny, you asked me, I did not have these sitting on my desk. for the. I, I took them out of inventory so I could use them. Right. So, it's, so it just happened to be sitting right on my desk at this point. So uh, anyway. Uh, is he still I, with the company then? Are, like, are you basically... No. Oh, so he's out, but then you have it and then you're running it. But he gave you like the formulas, recipes, the- everything, yeah. everything. So basically we took, we, when we, when I bought it, I bought everything about the interest, about the name, the domain. I mean, I bought in a logo, I bought all interests in the company basically. And, uh, and he, he I think he was happy. Uh, I was happy. We both had good mutual terms on this. And, uh, you know, I did ask him about 20 times. I said, I want to be very clear, man. I said, don't come back later. I don't want you to have regrets down the road. And if you will, um, then let's make it easy. Let me not buy it now. Right. But he said, no, I'll never have regrets. He goes, I'm going to move forward from it. So, you know, he's doing, a, he's, in, he's into different ventures now, which is great. And this was just an add on because this is on, this is strictly mail order. Uh, it's basically comes straight from the factory. You order it, it's shipped within 24 hours from the inventory. Uh, it's sensual soap company. It's a play on words. So it's S-C-E-N-T-U-L, sensualsoapcompany.com. Uh, and and you're just doing like direct to consumer, like it's all on web. You, you're not thinking of doing like a brick and mortar with it? I am thinking about doing a brick and mortar, but I don't think this is the time for me to do the brick and mortar. I'll tell you why. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to concentrate on my efforts on the potential franchisees that I, have, that I was in communication with, had a lot of interest. They're emerging back up. So my franchisees for the bakery right. are the ones I'm putting my effort into right now. And I'm also, I'm starting on the route of multifamily investments. So buying like apartment buildings and stuff like that. It's a man, I, that's scary. I'm going to tell you that is so scary. It's not even funny. Uh, I mean, I'm sweating bullets every night and I'm like, my God, are we doing the right thing? But got to take a risk. You got to take that risk, you know, you have to but, take risks in life. Yeah. But this I love because this is something after my heart. I love this. And the, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm going to bring you some, cause I, I, I've been, I, I took an inventory of like three, 400 and I said, send it here. And I've been giving it to like people that I know, you know, well, I like, of course I have a spot, but I personally love soaps. Awesome. Um, and it's just that I think it's just like a simple luxury. Like for me, instead of like, I do love a cupcake too, but I like, for me, it's like a soap because it's something that you can use. It's not something that will like take up your house. And it's something that like cheers me up, you know, and it's something like that, you know, you pay a little bit more, but you're getting a better product and you're getting a better experience. And I love having nice showers for myself, you know? Um, so I'm a soap person. So I love to smell it. I love to test it and stuff. Awesome. I loved it when I saw that. But, you know, I think for you, you're probably someone that's always kind of thinking of, you know, different business plans and kind of working it in your head, you know, okay, like we're going to do it this way. And, 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 you know, the bakery is doing this and then, you know, so it's, so that's why I'm calling you a serial entrepreneur. 
Um, it, it's actually funny because I I, re, I recently submitted a application for consideration for some real property recently to to someone in it. In the very end, I wrote I said, please do not consider this to be a very pompous statement. However, if you have any questions, I want you to Google my name. And after the first five pages, if you're not satisfied with the person that you read about, then really we should not be doing any business together. Right. And one of them, it says in the DC Metro, there's an article that actually, I didn't even know it existed until I did a research on my name recently. Uh, they said we identify the serial entrepreneurs and I'm, I'm right there. I'm like, oh my God, this is not, this is kind of scary. So, you know, uh, I, I, it's so funny when you said that, I said, did you read the article too? What's going on here? I didn't so. read the article, but I think <laughs> I can identify. I mean, for me, it's funny because I have like four or five business concepts in my mind, right? Um, and part of it is just having the time to execute and to yeah. fully see it through, you know, because it's one thing to have it. It's one thing to start it but it's another thing to maintain it and grow it and see it to its fullest realization, you know, mm -hmm. and for your friend, you know, starting the soap, but then you realize like, oh, this isn't me. Like somehow it's not checking all its boxes, you know? Um, but I think with, with entrepreneurs, it's a skill, it's a thought, it's the way you're kind of built in your brain. It's how you see marketing. It's how you see business. It's how you see people interactions. And that's all, you know, they don't teach it all in school. They can touch upon concepts, but it's, it's just how someone's built. So I think like when I saw you and heard these things, I'm like that this, you're an entrepreneur, you know? And sometimes when I'm driving and listening to podcasts, I'm like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur or like I'm a marketer. That's how my brain works. It's very different than a mathematician, uh, you know, a doctor. It's just, this is me and my world and this is how I see it, you know? And it's, it, you're gathering so much information and it processes through, like just like how you are walking the street of Fredericksburg and you're processing that information and it comes out of, yes, I will have a business here or no, I won't have a business here. So yeah, it's super no, it, cool. No, it, it's definitely what I call a process. It takes time, you know, um, and I wish I, I wish I knew what I know today 15, 20 years ago. I really do. Cause you know what? I, I would, I would be younger and have a lot more energy, but you know, it is what it is. You got, like you're saying, a lot of this stuff, majority of this stuff is not taught in schools. They touch on concepts, but that is not the same as the real world. And, you know, I mean, we've all been to school. We realize, Hey, you know, majority of the people that do not use their major for their profession. That's just the reality of it. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a former cop. One, uh, want to go to law school and all that. I, I think I use law and basically in my, in my daily uh, dealings, but in the good, you know, knowledge of law, what to do, how to draft documents, you know, negotiations. Uh, and uh, however, uh, aside from that, I don't think anything I studied, you know, besides the uh, ability to speak publicly, I think public speaking is a great thing to be able to do that. Um, uh, learning how to listen to somebody? No. I learned that by the school of hard knocks. I didn't, <laughs> you know, and it, you learn so much when you listen to somebody and just just see what they got to say. I think that you you you, you said it. School's not going to teach you if you're if you're an entrepreneur, school's not going to teach you 90% of the stuff basically that you're going to learn. Mm -hmm. And and that's one of my other advices you were asking about advices. One of my advices that I tell people is surround yourself with greatness. Surround yourself with people that are way better than you are. Uh, you know, the old concept of, hey, you hang out with nine billionaires, you're going to be the 10th billionaire. It's that simple. You know? And if you're a billionaire, you hang out with uh, nine people that make 10,000 a year, you're going to be the 10th one that's going to be making 10,000 a year. So it goes both ways. Uh, but maybe you know, that's why I want to hang out with you guys more. <laughs> oh, so, you, so you're under the assumption that I make money. That's what the problem is. <laughs> maybe you're under the assumption that I'm making money, and that's why we're hanging out with each other. Well, I, I really do think that uh, it, with all sincerity that we should have, you know, maybe a select group of people in town. Uh, and I love the idea. And I remember there was a little group that, that was started and uh, I think it fizzled out quickly because it's not what most people thought it was. And I give kudos to the ones. It was very basic uh, in a sense, 
But I think we should maybe have a handful of people, just few, where we do monthly get-togethers and bounce ideas, you know. And you know, like you, that. yeah, because you know, like you said, Brian. Hey, I've got, I've got a few ideas. You know, throw them out, and we're gonna say, hey, man, try A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z, and you might just go boom. And not only that, you know, the biggest thing with people is this: I may not be able to help you, but man, I might know a couple of people that go, hey. So it, it's, it's like saying, I want to get to know the people that you know also and that's that's what it comes down to so birds of a feather like you know we don't want to be stuck in our own place and we need to network and communicate with each other too and inspire each other yeah. and support and that's why part of it we're doing it through zoom but hopefully as we come out of this uh, that we will get together and the community is so strong in Fredericksburg I think it's and it's getting stronger every year um, it is because, it is uh, I think we've all are all in the same boat and we realize it but I think we're also operating business differently than what it was decades ago you know decades ago it was just you know hang a shingle open the door that's your business and now that business, you know, now you have to do so much more. You have to do marketing, you have to do social media, you have to do, uh, you know, community, there's charity. Like you need all these facets to have this well-rounded business. Um, so I think it's gonna be more and more, but um, I love well, I this conversation. So. And it's so interesting to know more about you because there's things that I just do not know. Um, and that I think is cool that if people are listening, I think they would love it just as much as I did today. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed talking to you, Brian. It's, you know, yeah. it's always, always been a pleasure. And uh, I know COVID put a damper on a lot of things, but, you know, uh, we got to We got to stay in touch more often. And I think, like I said, let's do a regular get together. Really? That's it's, it's perfect for that. So I love these because they inspire me more, but it's a, it gives me a chance to connect with other people. And I think we're kind of like minded. So it's really cool that way. So thanks for your time. My pleasure. I <laughs> I enjoy when you're it. down, uh, we'll hopefully see each other around more um, because I'm I'm getting out there more. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I totally understand. I'm I'm usually in Fredericksburg about two to three times a week right now. Awesome. Uh, so I I'm I'm there every Tuesday is my staple day. I'm definitely there on Tuesday. So all right, well we'll get together. Thanks again for the time. Absolutely, Brian. It's my pleasure. This Thank you awesome. so much. Look forward to doing some more. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Register. I'm your host, Brian Lamb, and this episode was produced by Haley Harkins. Special thanks to Fredericksburg, Virginia Main Street for hosting our episode. If you like what you've heard, support us, share, comment, and like us. We'll catch you next time on Behind the Register.